It's Friday. How's everybody doing? We made it to another Friday. But today I want to change it up a bit. And I want to thank John Legend and Common for that intro. I don't share enough of my writing with you guys. So today I'm going to do just that. I know I put links to my um, my information, however, at the end of my podcast. But today, I want to read uh, a monologue that was accepted by the New World Theater, along with several other amazing monologues. And I say that because we just had the um, anniversary of George Floyd. With that said, this monologue or this anthology is a book of monologues uh, about racism, about different um, artists' experiences with racism throughout their life. And the book actually will be released the end of June. And if you're interested in buying a copy, um, just um, DM me on Facebook or Instagram, and I'll be glad to get you a copy at the reduced rate of $10. Anyway, the title of my monologue is Black by Unpopular Demand. I'm going to read that for you this morning. For those of you who didn't get the memo, I was born this way. Skin test test the stick. Skin tans the test of time and comes back again. I've been judged by my mere appearance, dark, black, and beautiful. I wonder sometimes, is that why they killed Sandra Bland? She towered over him like the queen she was, or I am. New form of lynching, cop killing. George Floyd, knee and neck. Ahmaud Arbery, running. Rashad Brooks, full of sleep in drive through Daniel Prude, mental health episode, running naked, asphyxia. Rihanna Taylor, no not warrant, wrong house. Atiana Jefferson, killed by police in her home in front of eight-year-old nephew. Ara Rosser, domestic incident, tased and shot. Stephen Clark, shot over 20 times, thought he was holding a gun, holding a phone. Botham Jean, shot by off-duty officer, believing he was an intruder in her home. She was at the wrong address. Philando Castillo shot in a traffic stop after saying he had a legal firearm with girlfriend and four-year-old in car. This is the short version. The list is longer and continues to grow. For from my mere existence at the age 
of grade school, I was told by another girl my same age that my skin was always looked dirty, yet hers was clean. Lily White is saying, when does racism start? Apparently it's taught very young. This was the early 70s. Time would pass. I remember all too well, declaring my independence from my mom and going shopping in a little boutique, hoping to find some new threads to wear. I declare what I found was a shadow. Yes, a shadow, mind you, not my own. It followed me like my own, but closer yet not too close. It was close enough to stare, not care. Close enough to observe and excuse, but it didn't dare until they had motive, neither of which I gave. Did I call them on their actions? Of course I did. My future encounters with them would be reversed. I'd throw them under the bus. It was something like this. I literally just put my foot in the store and the white woman would ask, may I help you? My response, terse, no, I just walked in the store. Can I get a moment to look around? I know what you're thinking. I'm now the angry black woman. Contraire, I'm just a brown-skinned woman trying to look around. What y'all need to be looking at is the little white woman in the corner that's over there shoplifting. Of course, you're not paying her any, never mind. Why? Because she's white. She wouldn't do that. Living while black is like living with a death sentence not carried out. I moved to California a few years after the Rodney King beating, and for some reason, I thought California wasn't a racist state. I was attending school there while in the Navy. I was just coming home from a store. It was dark. I wasn't familiar with the neighborhood. So I made a left instead of a right. No one was coming. The road appeared to be clear. Well, Murphy would have it. No sooner that I got to the traffic light, my rear view mirror lit up with blue lights. My exact words, where the hell did he come from? It's almost like the cop fell out of the sky. Of course, it's dark as crap where he wants me to pull over. I drive a little further. He pulls out the bullhorn, stop the vehicle. Like our Kelly said, my mind is telling me no. So I stop under a street light. It's perfect for the life of me. I don't see the reason for all the flash and circumstance with a minor traffic violation. My palms are sweaty as he approaches the car. He comes to the window and asks the rhetorical question. Do you know why I pulled you over? My response, no. Knowing full well, it was because of an illegal turn. My thoughts were just give me the ticket and keep it moving. Well, did you see that no left turn sign? He continues. No, I didn't. I'm not from here. I'm sure he could see my Florida tag, but I didn't say that. Well, you have a moving violation. Did you not see me behind you? He asks. He stares in the car as if he wants to choke me out. License and registration, please. I give the license, registration, and military ID. He stares at my ID for a moment and hands it back to me. In the meantime, he walks to his vehicle. Another patrol car pulls up behind him and yet another. I'm thinking, really? This is what we're doing? There is not going to be a Rodney King going on here tonight. For a traffic violation? Come on. Deputy Dog comes back to the car, leaning on the side. Here's a list of places you can go for driver improvement classes. This way you don't have any points to get your license. Huh? What are you talking about? These are some places for you to go for your insurance so your insurance won't increase, he continues. I'm thinking, I don't give a fuck about that. I want to leave. Who does this? I respond. Okay, not interested. He looks puzzled and reluctantly hands me my license and the ticket. He replies, you're free to go now. Free to go, I say to myself. Thanks, I reply. 
I look at my rear view mirror as he walks back to his cruiser. I pull off. The butterflies have now taken flight from my stomach. 30 minutes pass over some bullshit turn. Only in America. Only in America can I walk into a Denny's and get my food close to an hour later. Yeah, I said it. And this wasn't the 1960s. This was in the 90s. I know what you're thinking. That's not true. If I could turn back the hand of time and you could walk in my skin, you see too. It happened every time, no matter where the location. We come to Denny's after a night of party in good spirits, civilized. That needs to be noted because for some reason people think we aren't. Anywho, we'd be seated and let's just say for kicks. Another group of Caucasian males or females came in after us, say 10 minutes later. It never failed. They would always get their food before us. Astonished, I asked, what's the hold up? And I get the same tired excuses. Y'all food is coming or it's taking a little longer than expected, etc. Finally, our food is in front of us. We're hungry, tired, and ready to eat. We take the first bite and damn food is cold. Now being the human I am, I decided to try something else. It couldn't be possible that we waited for over an hour and the food is cold. Something must be wrong. I take a bite of my sausage this time. Same results. But before I can say it, I hear across from me, this is some bullshit. I look into my friend's eyes and he's experiencing the same problem. Everyone is. We all came to the conclusion and some of the, the waitress. She listens, but has a smirk on her face when she said, it just came back. It can't be cold. It is, and they send it back. I decided not to. It took too long, and I'm not trusting the results of them sending it back. These incidents would continue across Denny, Denny's in the South until a class action suit is filed against them. I remember looking at the group across from us enjoying their food they received long ago. It felt as if we went back in time. Only this time, they let us in. However, if you think about it, it'd been better if they not served us, because this wasn't service. Only in America can I be prosecuted for the skin I am. I'm in. I was born this way, and by no means will I change it for another color. My roots are deep and my blood red, red with rage and terror from those who call themselves Americans. However, they are the aliens, conquering and taking what doesn't belong to them, intimidated by what is different, killing what they can't accept or fail to. Breathing like wild black, it's always been a crime. Let me put my ego over to the side. I knew not the word or the explicit I would hear. In the new millennium, this is what they do. Pursue, abuse, yet their supporters ridicule. Turn aside, and pry, another son, brother, father, daughter, wife, or mother dies. All put aside, we are of no value, then or now. We are, still, are we still wearing a mask? figuring out the contrast between us and them? Or are we still raisins in the sun, hoping a new day will come in this time we're in? I like to surmise we're, we are neither, but a beautiful people. Put together among good and evil, we're equal, educated, creative, unstoppable. We are their beginning and the end. Don't you remember, don't you remember Pharaoh and his friend in the land of Egypt, the place where God stopped the evil to free his people? Now, if you're wondering, those were all people of color. This is a plot. Some say yeah, others not. Systemic. Nigga in the passing, all day wondering why. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful Friday.